0: I, I, I truly didn't realize I was having bad sleep until I started listening to your podcasts. Cause like, mm. I was like, okay, I'll get up and pee and go back to bed. I had no trouble going back to bed. Then it got started getting worse. Like I'd wake up at like two and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I'd like mm. read my book for a little bit until I fell back asleep again. Now I can sleep through the night. I don't even have to get up to pee. And then I and that. I the first, it's amazing. I was, and I mean, we have a bunch of dogs. Sometimes they have to get let out yeah. in the middle of the night but whatever um but yeah i just like it's so crazy what you can get used to that you think is normal and then when you realize like how how abnormal it is and how bad for you it is that was a big revelation for me i remember the first night i slept through the night i was like holy shit it's the morning
1: <laughs> oh, I you would have felt anything. amazing
0: it was so great
1: oh, that's so, so great. that
0: that was huge um before I started with you guys, I definitely dealt with like a lot of bloating after Mm -hmm. eating. I was actually on a low FODMAP diet for like four years. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I mean, this was the, when I started that I would eat dinner and like, and this is trying to eat all healthy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, like mainstream, we're told like, eat a bunch of vegetables and eat whatever. Anyway, there's so much information about nutrition diets and all that out there, but I was trying to do everything to do it right. And I, and the end of the day, I looked like I was three or four months pregnant. Cause I was so bloated and mm-hmm. I never took a picture of it. Cause I would never want to look at the picture. If not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't showed you. Um, and I like not, I don't deal with that really anymore. And I, that's amazing. It's like, I can eat a meal. I remember first time eating a meal and the low FODMAP diet helped, but I didn't realize it wasn't a long-term thing. Nobody told me that. I mm-hmm. So then the restrictive eating was like, oh, so this is for my digestive system kind of thing. And anyway, so then it came, the list of foods I could eat got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And I just realized, like, I can't do this for my whole life. I can't mm-hmm. do it. So anyway, that was one of the results was that I don't really have bloating anymore. I've never had an issue using the bathroom, like going poo. I've never been constipated, knock on wood, in my whole life. I had the opposite problem. Um, That's much better, much better. Um, I get fewer headaches now, Um, no premenstrual symptoms. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and saturated skincare. And today I have one of our amazing clients, Marissa, on the podcast. And I think if you are a runner or have been a runner in the past and you know done a lot of silly restrictive diets, then you will definitely relate to Marissa's story. So she ran from a very young age and she used it as a way to control her weight. She also did quite a few restrictive diets and I think unintentionally fasted. So with all of the running uh, and, you know, not eating enough calories, not actually nourishing her body or giving it the nutrients um, it needed, she ended up with a lot of health issues. So she had very poor sleep and she would always wake up during the night to pee uh, she had a lot of headaches too so headaches that would come when her period was due which I'm sure a lot of women can relate to um, she had really bad digestion too so she was actually lactose well lactose intolerant you can't see me doing the fingers um, but she was diagnosed as lactose intolerance um, you know so she she couldn't eat any dairy and she now eats dairy three to four times a day without um, Issues and she used to be really stressed too. So I think her work really contributed to that. So I, you know, I know a lot of women can relate. So the overexercising, the undereating, and then the stress from work. But, you know, since joining the program, she's, you know, way less headaches, doesn't really get them at all anymore. She's, like I said, eating dairy three to four times a day without issues. She sleeps through most nights now and her sleep has dramatically improved. And she also lost 10% body fat. So she did a very sort of slow uh, fat loss uh, phase when she came in to lose the 10% body fat. And now she's actually doing a muscle building phase. So I think, like I said, if you're a runner, you'll really enjoy, um, enjoy this episode. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome uh, to the podcast.
0: Hi, great to be here. <laughs> it's my first... Uh... <laughs> podcast experience
1: I know it's so exciting it's really obviously people can't see you they can just hear you but we by the time they listened to this they would have seen your amazing uh transformation photos and you've got a pretty cool cool story I, I think anyway um but you know I'll stop crapping on and you know tell tell the women who are listening not I mean men probably listen to this too but you know tell I guess people a bit more about your history and like I guess what got you to the point where before you joined the program and, you know, like, okay. are you married, do you have kids and all that sort I'm of stuff? I'm married.
0: I'm married. my husband, Scott, he's awesome. How um, old are you? I'm 42. Yep. Um, so I kind of look close to your age, I think, right? Yeah. I'm 41. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 42 years old, married. We've been married. Um, we've been together almost 12 years, which is crazy. Um, and we don't have any kids and I have four dogs, three puppies, Um, babies. Yeah. And I just retired from the military after 20 years, about nine months. ago.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Total big, total life shift for me. Um, Like um, so, yeah, so I did that. And as far as uh, my history is what got me to where I am like talking to you right now. Mm. um, I was a runner, like, amateur but very dedicated runner since I was like 15 years old and I ran all kinds of marathons I qualified for the Boston Marathon I did a couple half Ironmans and Ironman just to say I did it um and that was like my way of staying in shape um but it always came with some problems right Mm. and I think I, I I don't know gosh it's like tell us your stories. Where do I even start? Um, it definitely had issues with like eating disordered eating when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and, um, started off as like, I'll, I'll call it low key anorexia and I'm not making fun of it. It's a serious thing. Um, and I know now why that happened. It was like trying to get control of my life. Cause we were moving around a lot. I lived overseas. Mm-hmm. We lived in Israel and we lived in Italy when I was in junior high and high school and um love my parents but they fought a lot so I was like whoa what do i do with my life you know and that was like something i could control and i was the stereotypical oldest child perfectionist did everything great had to be the best had to, and and even like i was my own worst critic like i still kind of am but i call myself a recovering perfectionist so that's that's where it all started was that um so to to snap me out of that hole, I'm just going to see how little food I can eat in a day challenge that I did with myself. I remember one day I only ate watermelon and I was like super proud of myself. Like how messed up is that, right? But um I had to go to the, I had to go to a doctor and they kind of like slap the shit out of me. Like, Hey, wake up. This is where well, you're going to end up like the chick in the other room. And I'm yeah. like, Oh God, she looks like hell. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And, um, please edit
1: whatever you need to. No, <laughs> I never edit okay. anything out of these. Ever. Okay.
0: I don't know if you like listen to like you record no. them and then you're like, Oh God, I can't believe you said that. Like, Have you okay. listened
1: to how I speak in my podcast? Do you think? I so? love
0: it. I, I love think it. I'd be I...
1: editing any of this out. Of it.
0: Okay, great. Okay. We are well, good. Then. Fine. keep going. Um, so I just needed somebody to like kind of smack me upside the head and be like, yo, wake up, this is dumb. And I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, so I got kind of over that. But then I replaced the obsessiveness, I think, with the disordered eating with working out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people women do that. And not, not intentionally, I think it's like, okay, this feels good. Like I can eat food, but then I got to go do this stuff. So I don't turn into a whale, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's how that I was definitely orthoexic after that. Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even eat t- tortilla chips or ice cream or french fries. I mean, at all, ever, right? It was, mm-hmm. I'm sure I annoyed a lot of people. <laughs> and so then, as the running, I kept running. I ran mm-hmm. track in high school. Well, we moved back to the States when I was in junior, a junior in high school, which is like, not recommended <laughs> to move in the middle of your junior high school, but it is what it is. And I joined the track team, I think I told you in the comments, mm. the one you asked me, my biology teacher was our track coach, and I was a beanpole. And he's like, Oh, have you ever thought about running? And I was like, No. <laughs> so he got me to try it. And I ended up running the hurdles, like the 100 meter hurdles, which is funny because I don't have any fast twitch muscles in my legs at all, <laughs> but I have long legs so I could jump over them. But I ended up doing the, the warm ups with the long distance girls, like the one and two miles, two milers. And so, um, so I started kind of doing that. Like I ran, I remember the first day I ran five miles. I was like, holy shit, that was awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always just like about burning off calories. It was like hitting goals. So oh. a lot of that was kind of meshed at first, Um, then as I got older and I kept running, but then as I got older, I noticed that I was just, I was having a lot of issues while I was running like bathroom Mm. issues and, um, every, I would have to like go in the woods, use the bathroom and like, so, and then I also, at the same time, it was, there are foods. I noticed there are more and more foods that would bother me. Mm. And it kept getting worse over, I'm talking over a 25 year period here, Mm. um, like mid twenties, I was like, oh man, this is really bad, and maybe I'm lactose intolerant, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just like stopped eating dairy, and it was 2005, 2006. So I was like, okay, I'll just try this soy milk. It's supposed to be better for you. Jesus, right? So did that whole thing, and it initially felt better because I wasn't eating dairy, but it wasn't. Now in hindsight, I don't think it was the dairy. I think it was because my system was getting messed up.
1: Yeah, you and, just couldn't uh, digest the dairy because your yeah. stressed. Your digestive system was stressed. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so as the years went on, like I kept running, 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 always running. Right. Um. And yeah, like you said, my digestive system was stressed, and and also I'm eating like tons of vegetables and not anti-salad, right? Sometimes it's really nice to have a nice fresh salad with some shrimp on it or something like that. And, Mm. but I was eating, you know, I had to eat a green greens at every meal. I know you talked about that too. Like,
1: And it was like, you just eat chicken and salad. You didn't have any carbs in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did have carbs Mm. because of running because they were all about, you know, having fuel for running, but then I would also have like, like hemp hearts and, Mm. um, spinach and then you know for a ha- for a hot minute it was kale but i was like so <laughs> I sick we all of- went
1: through the kale phase
0: god yeah. like how much do you have to chew it it's like jesus i'm not a cow like yeah. i i did not enjoy kale anyway um so yeah so i don't even i feel like i'm kind of rambling here but um
1: yeah no it, it makes sense so you continue the running but you developed all these digestive issues you know yeah. the disordered eating what about sleep yeah. how was your sleep
0: um Well, you know, I would say probably from the last 10 years before I discovered your program and discovered this whole pro metabolic way of eating, I I would wake up every night at least twice to pee and drink a shit ton of water, at least And I just Mm. thought that was normal. It's like I'm just really thirsty. And you know, like I didn't drink enough during the day. And I just never associated it with being stressed, right? Mm. In hindsight, I realized like it was just constant. I was under constant stress. And (laughs) military the military wasn't bad. It like there were some great things about it for me, like really great people. And um, and but there were some other things like it's very incongruent with part of my personality, like And it just, it got really difficult toward the end. So I realized that I was under, you know, finally at the end of the light of the tunnel last year. Yeah. Like I left, I left at the end of March last year. So we're almost a year. And then I had like some vacation time before I'm finally done. But I left Pensacola in in Florida. I left at the end of March. And then I was like, holy crap. I just didn't realize like for the, my whole adult life, I was under so
1: much Much stress. stress. What about your cycle? Did you have any cycle issues? You know,
0: um, I, well, I was on birth control for like the uh, first 10 years.
1: Yeah, so you just didn't uh, have it. From, from
0: 20 to 30, I was on birth control. I was like, yeah. cool, this is great. I don't have to worry yeah. about this. And I would just, I had a monophasic pill, so I just yeah. took it until i didn't have like a period i just took it until my body was like hey can we get this do this thing and i just thought it was great i was like i don't have to worry about this shit you know i don't want to bother but like like i've heard you say on some other podcasts and some of your guests it's like did not get and also i didn't look terribly deep into it but i didn't get educated properly i
1: didn't either and then once you learn about it you're like holy shit you know, it's yeah. really important that I have it that I ovulate. You know, yeah. and produce. And I'm like, woo party! I don't
0: have to have yeah. period. Awesome. You know, I know,
1: I know but yeah. you know what? I think so many of us, and because doctors don't tell you, they don't warn you of any of the issues, or they just they'll just take the pill, so you just assume, unless you dig deeper, that it's totally fine. So you're not. Uh, yeah. I think that's not uncommon.
0: Yeah, with a lot of other and, women. And part of it was like I didn't want to get pregnant while I was you know I started off my career as a helicopter pilot and you have to deploy and stuff and it's not like oopsie I got pregnant I can't go on deployment now somebody else has to go and all that training so yeah anyway but no after that my cycles actually were pretty are pretty regular Mm -hmm. but I did notice probably starting from when I was 35 up until like this past year working with you guys um that like after I ovulated, my boobs would be really sore for, for mm. like two weeks. Mm. And, and I would get super bitchy mm. at like the four days before. And like, I, my husband is awesome. Like we get along great and mm. feel super lucky to have him. But even I'd be like, Oh, I see so annoying, you know, <laughs> mm. um, just all, the, everything would just get in my grill and like grind my gears so bad right mm. before. And, um, so that, that, that was pretty much my deal, but like the actual mm. cycle itself wasn't bad. So I haven't, mm. I don't have as many issues as some, some women have like with endometriosis and PCOS and all mm. that stuff. I don't, Which is surprising don't actually,
1: because given the, the amount of shit that you did to your body and how stressed you were. Um, yeah.
0: I, I paid for it in the digestion <laughs> yeah. digest way. Like yeah. I got, yeah. I got diagnosed with IBSD. Um the shit your pants version of IPS. <laughs> I never actually did that just for the record, but I mean, I had some very close calls um, and you know, it'd be on, I'd be like after an, a half Ironman I did once in Miami, I had to get IVs because oh, okay. I couldn't stop. Right. And it was bad anyway.
1: So then I guess what made you join the program? after all of that. Sorry, I'm
0: going on a tangent too. No, no, it's <laughs> okay. Like... I'll keep
1: you on track with the questions. <laughs> okay.
0: What made me join the program? Okay. So um, like it, it's obviously a long road, but the two, but basically the last two and a half years, I mean, for everybody, probably the last two and a half years have been a complete shit show right mm-hmm. um which is interesting to have like a global experience <laughs> with like you guys in Australia and people in Europe it's crazy how we all have this like one thing in common but anyway my dad passed away suddenly in November of 2019 and then um and that was really tough and it still kind of is but that was like the beginning of like the shit the shit storm and then the pandemic started so um just stressed in work, losing my, one of the closest people in my life. Um, Then, then our house got hit by a hurricane in September of 2020. My husband, meanwhile, is uh, in training. And then he moved here to El Paso to start a job. And I was in Florida still. So I had to move into a camper for six months. And so all this extra external stress and then like physical stress, having to do all that all by myself with my dogs and definitely drinking, too much too. Like I'm not a binge drinker. I've never been. Cause I have like, I would, I would, I'm a terrible hungover person. Like mm-hmm. I need to be in a sensory deprivation chamber if I'm hungover, you know, just one of those ones where you float in the water in the dark. Um, but I was definitely drinking a lot of like mm-hmm. bourbon in mm-hmm. the evenings. I'd, I'd make a tea and I'd be like, bloop, 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 and put it in there. And it was just like, a, like, in hindsight, it was totally a coping thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I started to, I stopped wanting to run. It was just a chore, just Mm -hmm. didn't feel good. And it was a chore. And I was like, well, I better do this. So I don't get fat, you know, which is like, I've never been fat in my whole life ever. Mm -hmm. So why would I think that, right? Fortunately, I haven't had to struggle with my weight, but then I noticed over the course of that, like year, year and a half, just the stress and too much whiskey and not running as much. I started to gain a little weight. And I was in full on denial about it Um, and never had to buy new clothes, but they were getting a little tight, you know, and I actually had a coach before you guys. And that's somehow I found you through that whole web of coaching, eating. Um, And I had to sign on with her for about two months. But maybe I was distracted when I first signed up with her, but she was vegan. And, you know, if you want to be vegan, that's cool. Like everybody do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else. But I am not vegan. (laughs) And a lot of the issues I have with my digestion were because of stuff that vegans eat, like beans and Mm. all this super fibery, grainy stuff. And she wanted me to stop drinking coffee. I was like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this. So I. (laughs) I started listening to your podcast while I was working, working with her, basically giving her all this information and her coming back and telling me to eat beans and quinoa. I'm like, bitch, did you not hear what I just said? Like,
1: like That's okay. been- yeah, kitty loves sure. coffee, ate the carbs, you know. I know. Don't so smash I started,
0: yeah. So I started listening to your podcast and I like binged it mm. at first. I like, I would walk to work because I had to live on base in a camper, like my worst nightmare to live on base, (laughs) And uh, well, not my worst nightmare, but not what I would choose. So I'd walk to work, which was great. And I'd put in the podcast. And then in the evenings, I don't have much to do. So I just like would walk around and listen to a podcast. (laughs) People would be like, Oh, there's that crazy girl walking around base again. Um, But so I finished you guys podcast. And I was like, these people are great. I'm like, maybe we should do their program instead of this silly vegan girl coaching thing. Mm. So I said that it wasn't a good fit for her. And then that's when I signed up with you guys. And that was in May.
1: So how long uh, have you been in the program now?
0: Since May last year. So last year.
1: Okay, cool. almost
0: ten, 10 months.
1: Okay, cool. And obviously you have moved around a lot in that time. Like you've, you've, I'm really you know, impressed with what you've achieved given, the amount of non-stability non-sta- you've had, you've moved around, you haven't really had access to gym equipment. So talk about the results you've seen since being in the program. So you've got t- lost 10% body fat. You look amazing. I've seen the photos. So yeah, those, the, they're the body results, but what else have you?
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, let me just that, tell
1: of you. sorry, you, she started it. Yeah. You were like 32%, I think. And now you're 22%. Yeah. 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 yeah, which is yeah and
0: I started yeah. at, 67 ish kilos so just Mm -hmm. under 150 pounds which i was like what like i never weighed that much in my life when i weighed i was like oh shit and i never had a scale and i never Mm -hmm. tracked my food because i was always worried about the going down the rabbit hole that i went Mm -hmm. in earlier in my life you know Mm -hmm. that obsessively and Mm -hmm. i you know like you i associated it with like restriction instead of just measuring and yeah. Craig helped me a lot with that. He said, he's like, just be a fucking robot. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, he goes, just be a fucking robot. It's just a data point. And I'm like, he's right. It's just, a and it's data not point like,
1: cause I think when women in the past, it's like when I tracked, it was eating fuck all, like I was eating 1200 calories. Whereas now, I mean, 2,500, 26, 27, 2800, like it's about optimizing my body. And, you know, yeah. even if you're in a fat loss phase in our program, you're never mm-hmm. going to be eating 1200 calories.
0: You no, know, like it's know. just,
1: it's just stupid. But anyway, so you've had the good fat loss. Talk about the other yeah. results you've seen.
0: Other results I've seen. Well, you mentioned my sleep. Um, mm. I, I, I truly didn't realize I was having bad sleep until I started listening to your podcast. Cause like, mm. I was like, okay, I'll get up and pee and go back to bed. I had no trouble going back to bed. Then it got started getting worse. Like I'd wake up at like two and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I'd like mm. read my book for a little bit until I fell back asleep again. Now I can sleep through the night. I don't even have to get up to pee. And, and, and then it's amazing. I was and I mean, we have a bunch of dogs. Sometimes they have to get let out yeah. in the middle of the night, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I just like, it's so crazy what you can get used to that you think is normal. Know, yeah. And then when you realize like how, how abnormal it is and how bad for you it is, that was a big revelation for me. I remember the first night I slept through the night. I was like, holy shit, it's the morning. <laughs>
1: Oh, I you would have felt done. amazing.
0: It was so great.
1: Oh, that's so so great. that
0: that was huge. Um, before I started with you guys, I definitely dealt with like a lot of bloating after mm. eating. I was actually <clears throat> on a low FODMAP diet for like four years. Um mm. And I, I mean, this was the when I started that I would eat dinner and like, and this is trying to eat all healthy, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like mainstream we're told like eat a bunch of vegetables and eat whatever. Anyway, there's so much information about nutrition, and diets, and all that out there. But I was trying to do everything to do it right. And at and the end of the day, I looked like I was three or four months pregnant because I was so bloated. And mm. I never took a picture of it because I would never want to look at the picture. If not, mm. I would have <laughs> show you. Um, and I like not, I don't deal with that really anymore. And I, that's amazing.
1: So I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to quickly jump in and remind everybody about the amazing benefits of eating liver and oysters. So what prompted me to talk about this and interrupt this podcast is I had a call with a lady today. And she was joining our coaching program and she said, oh, you know, Kitty, I had just had the most terrible skin and my hair was falling out. But after a month, um, about a month, maybe just over a month of actually taking your saturated liver uh, capsules and oyster capsules and the collagen, my skin has cleared up and my hair is no longer falling out. And I always just love hearing stories like that from women. And it just shows how incredible, you know, liver and oysters really are. And I think they really are a superfood and are nature's multivitamin. So I used to take a multivitamin along with a shitload of other crappy supplements like fish oil. And I think there are definitely supplements that are beneficial, but you should be able to get a lot of the nutrients that you need from food. And it can be, it should be the base, I guess. So you want to have that strong foundation. And I think every single woman should be eating liver and oysters. So um, either eat them fresh or you can cook them. So I actually quite like uh, oysters Kilpatrick, or if we ever go out, I'll get them with the nice, you know, like bread, wine, vinaigrette, which is also really yummy. And then liver, you know, I think different ways to prepare the liver. I love a good beef liver pate. Uh, I've got a recipe in our recipe book, so you can buy those recipe books if you go to our Instagram page. It's a really simple recipe. It is very, um, well, of course, it's beefy, but it's strong. I think it's a bit of an acquired taste. You can cut it up into little bits and freeze it and swallow it, um, or uh, you can cook it. So you could, you know, do it with some butter and some onions. Um Or if you just can't stand the taste of liver and oysters, um, then you can also take the Saturay liver and oyster capsules. So we actually made them because we just found a lot of our clients like Kitty and Emma, either I don't want to eat them or I just can't source them. And we've just had hundreds of testimonials from women who've seen improvements in their skin and their hair and their energy levels, um, you know, by taking the oyster and liver capsules. And I think probably, um, well, I mean, beef liver is, packed with nutrients but you know one of the main ones is preformed vitamin A um, which is just so amazing for your skin. it's used in the production of progesterone which opposes estrogen. It's got B vitamins, it's got copper um and you know a host of other nutrients and oysters are really high in zinc selenium and copper so some of your trace minerals which really support a healthy immune function fertility liver function just overall metabolism so i think if you're listening to this and you are not eating liver and oysters then get them in your diet check out my instagram page like i said i've got some good recipes there for both the liver and the oysters and if you just can't fathom eating them, or you just want something more convenient, or you just can't access good fresh liver and oysters, purchase the uh, Fish official oyster and liver capsules. And I'll just pop a little discount code in the show notes, kitty 5 in capitals, and that will give you uh, 10% off all of the products. So let's get back to the podcast.
0: It's like I can eat a meal. I remember first time eating a meal and the low FODMAP diet helped, but I didn't realize it wasn't a long-term thing nobody told me that I so then the restrictive eating was like oh so this is for my digestive system kind of thing and anyway so then it came the list of foods I could eat got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and I just realized like I can't do this for my whole life I can't do it so anyway that was one of the results was that I don't really have bloating anymore I've never had an issue using the bathroom, like going poo. I've never been constipated, knock on wood in my whole life. I had the opposite problem. Um, That's much better, much better. Um, I get fewer headaches now. Um, No premenstrual symptoms, hardly at all. And I do take the Progest-E. So that's very helpful. Um, But none, like I even get surprised sometimes where I'm like, okay, I know it's coming because I tracked the days, but I'm like, oh shit. Starting now, I mean, I'm 42. Can we stop being surprised by getting a period? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that's been huge. What else did I tell you? And
1: what about your relationship with food?
0: Oh, I think it's like it has chilled out so much more. Like when I first was listening and reading about your program, I'm like, that's boring. I'm not gonna eat carrot salad every day that's freaking boring you know like eat the same thing every day but then I realized that it's easy it's mm-hmm. so easy like I go to the grocery store and I buy the same I mean I don't eat the exact same thing every day mm-hmm. but I eat the same stuff that I enjoy like you say every day
1: because you and enjoy it's not it.
0: hard it's not like this yeah. big colossal thing and I really enjoy cooking so I'd be like oh let's make this meal tonight and I would have like five different meals for the week and Mm -hmm. and I'd make these meals and they were great but it was so much energy and effort to like plan it and figure it out now I'm just like basically eat the same thing most of the most of the days and Mm -hmm. then maybe we'll go out to eat once once every two weeks or so or we'll have something different at
1: home but so you build plan your plan. own meal plans, you build your own plans with the food you like, yeah, so you know how yeah. to do that now,
0: yeah, yeah, that yeah. was great, and like meal planning always was like not so hard for some as people with a bunch of kids or
1: yeah. crazy
0: schedules, like I'm super lucky right now, I don't really have to you know I don't have to worry about any of that, yeah. but um but it just it's it took a real load off, mm. you know mm. like it's not stressful anymore to. And I don't, I can't really explain it. I just like a, a huge weight off of my shoulders. Well, I think you I don't, have, you've got the
1: knowledge, you know, cause I think a lot of women, they're like, when, when I speak to them about the program, oh, the tracking, but I'm like it, once you get it, hold on it, handle on it, it's really freeing, you know, it's, yeah. I find it's like super, super freeing. So, you know, I totally, um, understand that cause you've got control, you know, what works for your body, you know, how to meal plan, you know, the calories, you know, so how many calories are you eating now?
0: Now I just started a reverse diet like two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I was on 1800 mm-hmm. for a, a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then before that I was at two thousand, and now I'm back at 2000 and I've had times I've had two times where I've not tracked just like over a weekend mm-hmm. or, you know, when we were moving and stuff, um, we just said, just forget it. You know, no, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And really didn't see much of, any kind of detriment like it's not mm. like I gained five pounds <laughs> a week you know yeah. um but and I will indulge like I will go out occasionally and have a couple cocktails and I will get like french toast with a bunch of syrup and like bacon yeah. on it for breakfast yeah. once in a while but um but yeah I found it very like just it's I don't have to waste my brain energy on yeah this yeah
1: yeah anymore. I get it yeah, I you know no, it, it makes been a lot of sense. So
0: many hours yeah. of my life on this crap
1: yeah. and And
0: so that's a huge, huge load off. It's a nice relief, finally.
1: And oh, that's awesome. And so what have you enjoyed most about the program?
0: Um, oh, well, that the 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 eventual part where you're like, oh, I have so worried. much more brain space to (sighs) devote to other stuff that's more important to me. And like, that was, that was a big, different, big, big, uh, what's the thing? Big motivator for me. Why I joined the program is because I knew I needed to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of information about the human body already, like I have a degree in human physiology, it's like 20 years Mm -hmm. old, but still, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't need a coach. I know, I know how this works. I'm not certified as a coach, be be (laughs) or nutritionist, but I'm like, I have a degree in physiology, I I can figure this shit out, right? No. And so I was just like, just kept repeating the cycle over and over again. So that I feel like that cycle is finally broken. You know, Um, another thing that is, I haven't run a mile. And since I joined, I was like wanting to break up with running and there's some great aspects of it, you know, goal setting and goal achieving and pushing your boundaries and all that is great. But I ended up doing it for the wrong reasons. I think it was, and I haven't run since then. And I work out now four times a week with the program that you guys give me And I walk a shit ton because I Mm. walk my dogs a lot. So I'm like, I walk like 15,000 plus steps every day. Mm. Um, But that's it. So I don't have to go run for two hours to, to burn off calories. I can do my workout. Sometimes some days are real short, you know, like squats and deadlifts and Bulgarians. Goodbye. I'm out. And, and then I get on with my day. That's
1: awesome. Mm. I
0: love that. So, and those are the two big things, I think.
1: Awesome. And now what have you found the most challenging? What was the thing you found the most challenging?
0: Um, Most challenging at first was the tracking and weighing myself every day. Mm -hmm. It was more of a mental challenge for me Mm. than for folks that, you know, might have to make their own food and then make their family's food. That's super challenging and takes a lot of time. But for me, it was mental, like standing on a scale every day and looking at the numbers. Mm. I don't want to do that. It's going to turn me into a psycho again, you know, <laughs> and, and did it? Um, but I did it. And uh, I was, you know, and there, are, there were some days where I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to do this It sucks, yeah. you know, like weighing my food. And sometimes when I'm making recipes, I can get frustrated because if yeah. they're not super simple, I'm like, Oh, how much of this and how much of this? And it takes me more time to fucking figure out what's in an individual serving than it does to make the meal. You know, <laughs> So some of those days were frustrating, but yeah, I think the mental hurdles were the, probably the hardest for me, but that's why I did it. So I and could
1: stop. How do you mind. feel now about, cause I used to really be so triggered by the number on the scales and I actually found initially the same feeling as you like, Oh, this is going to be a head fun, but mm-hmm. I actually found weighing myself every day. I was like, Oh, okay. Even when I'm consistent, there are some slight weight fluctuations. Like it just ended up making me realize that it's just a number that it didn't yeah. even matter really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and um I've you know, I'm like I said, I'm still an over still kind of an overachiever. So if and there were times over the last ten months that I like stalled out, like mm. no change in a month and I'm like sticking to it. And mm. um and so that was frustrating. Um mm. but just like like you guys say, it's so long game and mm. It, I can't even tell you how many times I've had to say in my head, be a fucking robot, Marisa, be a fucking robot. You know, like if my if my weight went up like a pound, so like, you know, 500-ish grams overnight. Yeah. I'm like, how is that possible? I went to bed hungry and I weigh more this morning. It doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, I
1: know. It it's, um, it's just, but you learn that it doesn't, it, it's going to do that. So now, like I think to me, it doesn't even worry me. Like I'm not even, because you understand yeah. that there can be those fluctuations day yeah. to day, even if nothing you know changes yeah um, and I think a lot of women really suffer <laughs> with that like they're so tied to the number on the scale I think too like for you because you haven't been able to be really consistent with the training I'm really excited to see because you've lost a lot of body fat and you maintained. you put on a tiny little bit of lean mass but not much because you obviously weren't able to train consistently but the mm-hmm. fact that you maintain your lean mass through the diet lost the body fat I'm really excited to see now what you can achieve yeah like the muscle gain phase now, like that'll be yeah. really exciting. Eating more food. You get to eat more food. You've got the fat off. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Now you see, need to eat more food. It's up to 2000. It'd be good to see where you can get your calories up to. And, you know, with your, uh, with your strength training, cause Craig said you're good. You put in a good amount of effort. He said in your session. Yeah. So I enjoy I
0: mean, it. I mean, I saw that back for that military background, you know, where <laughs> you kind of have to, if you kind of have to be a hard ass or <laughs> to, to you don't
1: survive.
0: <laughs> survive I guess and the mentally um but yeah I'm excited to see I'm real excited to see where it goes I told yeah. him this is probably the leanest I've been in my whole life like yeah. not the lightest but the leanest yeah and that's very interesting as a 42 year old woman to be the leanest you've been in your life and, and probably like, eating
1: the most amount of food you've ever eaten too because you were always eating you know like the low calorie
0: mm-hmm. I wasn't always eating low calorie that's Mm -hmm. the difference I was eating Mm -hmm. I was running a shit ton so Mm -hmm. I was eating food I Mm -hmm. was just eating the wrong foods for me Mm -hmm. so um so yeah as far as restricting goes the 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 restricting part of my life was like a long time ago like Mm. 20 years ago
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um but but you know what
1: though how do you know if you never tracked? tracked Like a lot of women say that to me. They're like, Oh, I was actually eating a lot of food, but you said you never tracked your food. Oh, so, true. So maybe yeah. not. So you don't like, actually you don't actually know. Like I find a lot of women when I you don't know. Like when I say to them, Okay, let's now track your food. Like women like you, the real under-eater, the ones that are I know you ran a lot, obviously too, but then but, they yeah. put their food into the tracker and they're like, cause you probably also would have been eating a lot of high dense like uh fiber foods that aren't Mm -hmm. they don't have much calories but they really fill you up like that's what I used to eat too so it's like yeah yeah, I don't know well look who knows who knows like and they put their food in and they're like oh my god I'm actually only eating like 1500 calories they're like I just had no idea and that's the beauty of the tracking because it just Mm -hmm. opens your eyes to what you're actually doing and what you need to do to get to where you want to be that's why yeah. I think it's such a, uh, such an new battle. Cause I find a lot of women, they'll either overeat or they're undereat.
0: Oh, definitely. And they the don't know.
1: Yeah. 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 And
0: like right before I started with you guys, I mean, I, that's when I knew stuff was messed up when I started mm. listening to your podcast <clears throat> and I, oh, I did. I told you, I did the intermittent fasting, not, not, <laughs> Not saying like I'm gonna intermittently it was yeah. it was like oh if I eat before I run in the morning I'm gonna either throw this food up or have an, have to go tuck behind a bush somewhere and oh. so I didn't eat and I was like that's the only way I could run was hmm. on an empty stomach one hundred percent empty stomach wow. and um and so then I wouldn't eat until like ten in the morning or After later massive I run. Coffee. Huh? Yeah, it After was terrible. And then I wouldn't really truly get hungry until like three or four in the afternoon. I mean, and then I was like, wow, that's really not good for me. And like, then stuff was bad last year at this time. Mm. Like, I would wake up like sweating in the middle of the night.
1: And then Mm. I started,
0: I read Kate Deering's book. So then, whenever I woke up in the middle of the night, I would like go drink orange juice. (laughs)
1: Without go even knowing what you were doing, you were probably under eating. If you weren't feeling hungry oh, till three sure, and skipping breakfast. Sure. And even if you think you're eating a lot, you probably weren't eating a lot. And what about, um? so how's, I know you obviously don't have kids, but how's the food fit in with your husband He's, and the dogs? <laughs>
0: okay. This is Maple. She's very, she wants to be on the podcast. You want to
1: be on the podcast?
0: Um, Scott is super, super supportive Yeah, and he Mostly eats what I eat, and does he like it? Yeah, yeah, he's like this is good. I mean, we eat every morning. I have a a drink. My grandma used to make them. She called them egg creams, but it's orange juice with a raw egg and vanilla extract. But I put two raw eggs and vanilla extract and two scoops of your casein in it, and I drink that every morning with orange juice. Yeah, and it's delicious.
1: What a great smoothie. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then I drink a ton of coffee—not a ton, but I—I I could drink a lot of coffee, and it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I process caffeine pretty well, so it doesn't yeah. like heating me up at night or anything. Um, but like, and then we'll have either grant like some lean ground beef or shrimp mm. or chicken. That's usually our main cycle in the mm-hmm. evening. He usually eats what I eat, but if he doesn't want to, it's like no big deal. Mm. Or if he wants to drink a beer, and you
1: know, yeah, he just care. does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, my. Like, most husband, they, I mean, the food's nice. It's like they usually go from, not saying you were like this, but a lot of women doing all these stupid restrictive diets where they feed them chicken and broccoli and all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, potatoes and yeah. fruit and juice. So Okay, cool. So he yeah. eats the food. Okay. And what what would you say to a woman who was sitting on the fence about joining?
0: Um, I would say it's, I mean, it's totally worth it. Mm. And at first, you know, I paid for a year up front and I was like, oh. but um, but then you do the math and it's like, I don't know five or six bucks a day you spend that on your shitty coffee you know what I mean mm. like mm. it's if, if it's a financial thing like and I get it um it's worth the money and mm. having a coach has been like a game changer for me and yeah, like I'm do
1: tonight. you do you think you would have got the same results without the coaching
0: absolutely not no way Yes, Cause I, I've never tracked, so I've never tracked macros. So it's good to have somebody that, that's, you know, knows what they're doing to kind of start you off there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as far as the training goes, like I could make up my own workout plan, but I don't know if I'm doing the exercises correctly. Like I've lifted kind of half assed over the past, but not never done a back squat, <laughs> you know, and I still suck at them, but, um, and I don't like them either, (laughs) but I'll do them. Um, but I mean, I did bench press and stuff and I did a bunch of pull-ups and, you know, gym, gym shit. Um, but nothing like with proper form and having somebody critique me. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's big. i no way would I've lost 10% body fat in 10 months without somebody coaching me through that. Like no Mm. way.
1: Mm, mm. Um, and finally, just to finish off, any advice for women listening? Any
0: advice? Um, I, I fear anything like me. Uh, get out of your own way, right? Like we're in our own heads, and we're trying to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. But a lot of times, it's really hard to do that without help. So, <laughs> like, ask for help. Like, ask for people to support you. Like. And not necessarily just go pay for somebody to coach you,
1: Mm. but
0: that was a big game changer. But realize that, like, admit when you are getting into, in your own way, like, what are your bad habits? Like I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, Marisa, you aren't the person, you don't look like the person that you are. You know, you won't, you're not the person. And it's not all about how you look, obviously, but I didn't, I wasn't happy with it. And so what are your bad habits and how are you going to get over those bad habits or control them a little bit better? Right. Mm. Um, so I, I guess just get out of your own way and like believe that you can do it because you can, yeah. you can, yeah. I mean, the you have so many success stories on your podcast, people have lost 25, 30 kilograms. Like that's yeah. massive.
1: Yeah, or, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different background, but, um, but if you want to improve your life, you absolutely can. And it just mm. takes like, like little bits over time, mm. which is not super exciting.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's that, in, that's that consistent imperfect action, which what you've done, because you haven't, Craig's told me, you've been perfect. And you've had ups and downs on your journey. Oh yeah. But you've For always sure. picked yourself up, kept going and realized yeah. yourself. And that's why you are where you are. Not and- because you were perfect
0: no god no yeah. and i remember chatting with you before i didn't join the program i was like oh i don't know if i should do it what if i you know what if i fuck it up and you're like you probably will at some point oh, you totally and,
1: will everyone will
0: and yeah. everybody will but like yeah. it and i've never taken those pictures you know where you're like yeah okay yeah. take your picture in the mirror i'm like oh god why you know like i don't want to and uh and i delete that After I take them, I don't want to look at them, (laughs) especially those earlier ones. You're like, can you please send me your first picture? I was like, girl, that is long gone. The only person that has that picture is Craig, and then he showed me, you know, the. I know
1: crazy difference.
0: I was like, whoa! I I couldn't believe the difference. And week to week, you do not see it, but like, I got to the point where I was like, should I buy bigger jeans? And then I was like, no. No, uh, Marisa, you are not buying bigger jeans. You are going to fix whatever it is that's going yeah, 10% on. 10% right
1: a lot of body fat loss, too. Like, what did you say your weight change was? 150 pounds, too. Um,
0: I wasn't quite 150. I think mm. I was like at 148, but whatever. You know, you eat a mm. big meal and you could be 150. Mm. And now I'm just over 130. So mm. I'm like between 59 and 60 kilograms now. And I started between
1: 67 and 68. Yeah. So you so, pretty much yeah lost just seven kilos of fat which is a lot like, crazy, yeah, you, and you're, crazy. you're small too. So it's not like seven kilos on someone who is a hundred kilos would not look as big a difference, but you, yeah, you can really see the difference. It's, it's awesome. And
0: I think that I that, that fat came on like just sneaky gradually over the last few years, mm-hmm. you know, like, you are getting older and then my habits are changing and then the stress mm-hmm. and everything. And it just like creeped on, or I didn't think I looked bad before I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't yeah. look in the mirror and were like want a vomit yeah. or anything, but like yeah, 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 now yeah. you now you compare the pictures and you are like, holy moly, that's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, I am excited yeah. to see what happens in the next. You know, we'll interviewing you year.
1: another twelve months and you can show your progress photos of these big muscular. You know, your,
0: yeah, I can all these bulging muscles. <laughs> that's all right. You know, well, so. thank you,
1: thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and you. if you are listening to this, ladies, I'll drop a link in the uh, show notes. Um, If you feel like it's, it's inspired you to take action and, you know, like have a look into the, into the Win at Life program, I'll drop a link and you can just book a free 20 minute chat with myself or one of the team and, you know, see if it's a good fit. So thank you so much. And uh, I'll chat with you in the program.